بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا On this day, the first day of Shaban uh, we begin by Allah's leave the discussion entitled Sharh Kitab Al-Siyam Min Bulugh Al-Maram The Explanation of the Book of Fasting from Bulugh Al-Maram and Bulugh Al-Maram is by Al-Hafid bin Hajar Rahimahullah collection of narrations relating to ahkam to rulings and the Sharh is that the explanation by our Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih Al-Uthaymeen Rahimahullah Ta'ala Kitab Al-Siyam Kitab The scholars, rahimahumullah, in their collection of works, sometimes they say kitab, and sometimes they say bab, and sometimes they say faslun. Al-kitab is for category, lil-jins, and al-bab is for type or kind and the bab is section and the fossil the chapter is to cover the masail the cases and issues pertaining to the subject matter so when they say for example kitab tahara the book of purification this is a category then they say babul wudu section on wudu ablution this is for the kind and then they say faslun chapter fi shurut al-wudu chapter concerning conditions of wudu this chapter concerning conditions this is to cover cases and issues this is at large this is what is often and sometimes they may use other means of classification but this is the general and most common one now Asiyam is master, infinitive Sam Yasumu Siyam linguistically or lexically it means Al-imsak. It means refraining. And from that is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concerning Maryam alayha salam. Mary. <coughs> Maryam alayha salam. <coughs> In Surah Maryam, chapter 19, verse 26. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated concerning her <coughs> فَقُولِ إِنِّي نَظَرْتُ لِلرَّحْمَانِ صَوْمًا So if you see any human being say verily I have vowed a fast unto the most beneficent what is this fast? Allah explained it by saying فَلَنْ أُكَلِّمَ الْيَوْمَ 
in Siya, so I shall not speak to any human being this day. This fasting here tells us the lexical meaning, and it means al-imsak, refraining, withholding from. In some common languages or common traditions, people say, Al-Ardu, the earth, Samat, Samat, quote-unquote fasted, Al-Bidr, fasted, the seeds, on the seeds. Meaning, if we put the seeds in the earth to produce, but it does not grow, they say, the earth fasted, meaning with help. As to the meaning of fasting <coughs> in the Sharia, it means it means worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal, the most mighty and most magnificent, Bilimsaki Anil Mufatirat min al fajri ila ghurub al-shams it means worshipping Allah azza wa jal by refraining from all that which will break the fast from the time of dawn until sunset <coughs> this is the legal meaning in shara' fi sharia so as you notice this refraining must be a refraining of worship to Allah, not a self-fulfillment or self-desire or self-inclination, nor it should be just a mere habit. You see the definition now? Because some define fasting as refraining from all that which break the fast from dawn till sunset. But one must say, however, the term at-ta'abud, worshipping of Allah, in every worship that you intend to define. So for example, in wudu, don't define wudu as washing specific parts but rather say worshipping Allah by washing specific parts you understand the difference you understand the difference similarly similarly as-salah as-salah don't define it as sayings known sayings and actions opened or commenced by takbir and ending, ending by taslim rather say it is worshipping Allah through a worship involving known sayings and actions commencing with takbir and ending with taslim this is the definition and the correct definition of salah and there is no need to say in the definition with the intention. No, because 
every ibadah, every worship must have an intention. So therefore one should notice this. Many of those from the fuqaha, rahimahumullah, who define certain acts of worship, they don't mention the term at-ta'abud, worshipping for Allah. And therefore, accordingly, the worship becomes like a linguistic or stays like a, ling- a linguistic definition. Now, fasting is unanimously a fard, an obligation. And it is one of the pillars of Islam. It is the fourth pillar. It was obligated in the second year after Hijrah. Also unanimously by consensus. And when it was first obligated it was on the choice meaning the person is given the choice in the beginning between fasting or ransoming compensating to feed for every day a miskeen if he doesn't want to fast then the, the fasting became <coughs> mandatory <coughs> in the sense that no one is to have a choice in not performing it except, except those whom Allah had excluded. So therefore in this case in the first stage, there was a choice between Siyam and Fidya. In the second stage, there was Siyam and only Siyam with the legal exceptions as will be stated. So, the Prophet wasallam. <coughs> fasted nine Ramadanat plural of Ramadan nine months of Ramadan also by consensus so we have now <coughs> three matters of consensus here Fasting obligated in the second year, and also the Prophet ﷺ fasted nine Ramadans. Clear so far? As to its obligation in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al Baqarah 2 183 كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون. Oh, you believe? 
observing a psalm fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you that you may become pious in the next verse ayyaman ma'dudat faman kana minkum maridan aw ala safarin fa'iddatun min ayyamin ukhar wa ala alladhina yutiqunahu fidyatun ta'amu miskin faman tatawa'a khayran fahuwa khayrun lah Observing fasting for a fixed number of days. But if any one of you is ill or on a journey, the same number should be made up from other days. And as for those who can't fast, who can fast but with difficulty, example the old man, they have, they have a choice either to fast or to feed a miskin, poor person, for every day. But whoever does good of his own accord, it is better for him. And that you fast, it is better for you if only you know. Then, the next verse, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرَانِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْ The month of Ramadan in which was revealed the Quran, a guidance for mankind and clear proofs of the guidance and the criterion between right and wrong. So, whoever of you cites, meaning the crescent of the, on, the first month, uh, on the first night of the month of Ramadan, <coughs> he must observe fast, he must, you see now there is no choice, he must that month, if, uh, fast that month, and whoever is ill or on a journey, the same number of days which one did not observe fasts must be made up from the other days. <coughs> Second thing to know, the siyam, the fasting, is not specific to this ummah. Father, <coughs> it is general to this and to the other nations as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated ya ayuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum or you believe fasting has been prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you had it not been a magnificent act of worship it would have not been obligated on all nations anyone who denies the obligation of fasting then he disbelieves and anyone who abandons fasting by way of negligence and laziness yet attesting to its obligation then he is on a grave path and one of the reports from Imam Ahmad rahimahullah is that anyone who abandons any of the pillars from the pillars of Islam disbelieves. However, the correct opinion is that this is limited only to salah because of the hadith of Abdullah bin Shafiq when he related that the companions <coughs> did not see anything being abandoned from the actions as kufr, an act of kufr, except salah. Except salah. What is the wisdom behind obligating the fasting the month of Ramadan? One should know that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belongs all the perfect wisdom in that which He creates and in that which He legislates. 
He is the all-wise in his creating and in his legislation. He did not create the slaves for no purpose. And he did not keep them neglected. He is high above all imperfection. And he subhanahu wa ta'ala created them for a purpose and a great one and prepared them for that and showed them the right path and legislated to them the legislations through which their faith increases and perfecting their purpose of existence there is no act of worship which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated to his slaves except for a profound and magnificent wisdom known to those who know of it and unknown to those who don't.